theme music. We did it. <laughs> Definitely working on that. <laughs> That's what we'll have time for. Creatives in quarantine. <laughs> hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to We Did a Podcast. Today, we are talking about creatives in quarantine. Amanda, what's different about this one? This one is A, we're in quarantine. B, we're holding on to our mics this one. <laughs> That's the main thing I was talking about. <laughs> oh, is it? It feels great. <laughs> yeah. It's very freeing. We, we Oh, he just did a little jig if you guys I like it. can picture that. It's Amanda and Scott along with you again. We have obviously been living in this wild world of the pandemic. and How many years has it been now? Uh, I don't know. March was 72 days. <sighs> Three or four. I want to describe the room that we're in. Please. Because... It is so vibey right now. It's a bombshell bunker. Oh my God. <laughs> we have been shut off from the world. We had to seal the doors. We have so much toilet paper. No food. One would say too much toilet paper. Too much. We shouldn't have got rid of those cans. We had to make room for the rest of the rolls. Yes. <laughs> so basically what's happening is now we are in our little spare room. The lights are off. We have this... I, I don't know how to describe this light, this colored light. A beautiful hue light that mm -hmm. is colored and wireless. It's set pretty dim. We're sitting on a couch across from each other. A lot of pillows, mm -hmm. blanket or two. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice. We heard like just before we started like the splash of rain and wind against the window. Yeah. So it's a very calm evening for sure. We wanted to do a few bonus episodes and they will be based on quicker themes or single questions. So if you guys have a question for us, feel free to reach out to We Did It Podcast in our direct messages on Instagram. And uh, that's where you can find us. And Scott, where can people find you? You can find me on all the social channels at Scotty Shares. And then for me, at Below the Blonde. But let's dive into this episode because it's creatives in quarantine. Mm -hmm. We are both creatives, but the difference between us right now is Scott is working full time still. Mm -hmm. And I have been sporadically working, going into work, but more or less, I have basically just been waking up and saying, what the heck do I want to do with my day? Which is such a blessing and such a reality check, I think, for you. Yeah. So, creatives in quarantine, do we have a theme or a specific thing we're talking about with today's episode? We have 10 tips. And a lot of these tips as well, if you don't, if you don't really key into the word creative, this is mainly 10 productivity tips that I would say that'll really get you into the groove of sorting out your workday and working out your new routine and the new normal for the next little bit while we work on flattening the curve. And of course, any episode that we talk about quarantine or COVID-19, we want to give a huge shout out to the healthcare workers and all of the parents that are working so hard uh, during this time because our normal is so different than, than everyone else's. Healthcare workers, delivery people, grocery store workers... Uh, medical cleaners like, like everyone anyone who is involved in this who is still working their asses off we so appreciate you we hope that if one of you is listening to this you can just find a moment of peace and calm and hey we're gonna hit you with 10 tips and they're gonna start right now right now and the first one is make a list which we thought was kind of funny because we made a list of 10 things and when it comes to making a list, this is one of the things that has helped me so much when I wake up in the middle, when I wake up, I wake in, the up middle in the middle of the, of the day, night, panicked. <laughs> I was going to say in the middle of the day, yeah, but honestly, yours makes way more sense when you wake up in the morning, what I wanted to say. And um, just to kind of sort out what you're going to accomplish that day and how you can reflect back on the end of the day to see all of the things you've accomplished. Because for some of you... Like me, when I wake up, it's not like I'm waiting for a boss to tell me what to do. I have to actually plan out what I'm going to do. And then I have to look back and pat myself on the back for doing those things. Yeah. And we talked about how sometimes you will do a bunch of different things. You'll create YouTube video, three TikToks, you'll do a bunch of work, but then you'll look back at the end of the day and be like, oh, I really wanted to do this invoice. I really needed to send this email. And you will feel bummed that you wasted part of the day despite accomplishing so much in that day. So I think a list is a great way to look back and to recall and to feel validation that, 
hey, I really crushed it today. I did everything I wanted to on my list today. And you won't feel any guilt about forgetting something. One of my favorite Scotty Shares things is writing. The first thing on the list is write a list. Because then at the end, you get to cross that off and you get that little dopamine hit. And it feels oh so good. Yeah, and I revealed to you that I think our relationship's built on a lie now. Because I know. <laughs> I revealed that I got that tip, I think, 10 years ago from... My friend Carson Schuld, who's the brother of Taylor Schuld, mentioned previously on this podcast for starting Schuld Media Group. But Carson Schuld, a dear friend, someone I went to elementary school with, uh, incredible uh, business sense, incredible business sense, mm-hmm. e-commerce wizard. Anyways, he wrote a blog, and that's one of the things on his blog was every day I make a list and I write make a list at the very top of it. So as soon as I'm done writing all the things I want to do, whoosh, I cross off that top one get that dopamine hit, feel good, feel like I accomplished something, and I move on to the next one. I honestly can tell the difference between the days that I make a list and I don't. Yeah. You can just feel it. when you. I feel like it's, without a list, it can feel very rudderless. Yes. Like you're just kind of stumbling around or paddling around. I think that's the issue. And it's so funny because you'll be in the middle of the day, you have the day ahead of you, and when you're in the emotion of that and you're in that mode... You feel like you're wasting your time and you're in the middle of living it. So it's so ridiculous. Uh, A subculture of make a list is setting those daily intentions and knowing that your daily intention could be just to wake up and make a really amazing breakfast or move your body that day or something like making sure you get to bed at a good time and reading before bed to shut it down. So could you give me an example of how you how you differentiate between an intention and something just on the to-do list? I think my intentions go a little bit deeper than to-do. So an intention could be, I want to make sure that my business partners are all attended to in that to say, I am going to make sure that I basically, hmm, how do I want to word this? An intention would be more in making sure that I listen to my body that day. If I am ready to go for a run, I go for a run versus writing down on the list, run 10K. Like an intention is more innate in in listening to my body, I guess. Do you feel like it's more macro? It's more like in tune to your like soul instead of like a specific thing? I don't know. Tell me an intention you set the other day. An intention that I set the other day was making sure that I get eight to nine hours of sleep. So I intend to do that. Can that happen every single day? No. Oh, maybe that's the difference. Mm. An intention is something that you set out to do and you try to curve your day around, but putting it on a list could mean that you maybe are disappointed if you don't finish it. So my intention every day is to wake up and to be kind to everyone that I see is to try my best to get give my body what it needs to try my best to fuel my body with what it needs my intention is to make everyone that I talk to feel heard so yeah I feel like we almost just figured out right there the difference between making a just a bland blatant list which can be good for work things versus how I think living through this pandemic is really going to be done well which is setting intentions to be easy on yourself. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. You're welcome. I feel like I just, ha- like, we're sitting on this couch right now, and I feel like I'm in a little therapy what was your, session. What was your childhood like? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Happy we've child? Been o- we've been over this. <laughs> Tell me your fears. So an intention that I would love to s- broadly set for everyone here is to show no judgment, personal judgment, no judgment zone during a pandemic. You know what I heard today, which I thought was so interesting. Imagine if this was just such a judgmental pass on someone. <laughs> that we should judge more. <laughs> uh, this will go a little off topic, but I promise we'll get right back on track to number two on this list. Hmm. But I would be so fascinated to know if other people, if this resonates with other people. I saw today on Twitter, there was an article about this, that a lot of people, and you and I have talked about this, are having pretty wild dreams in quarantine yeah corn dreams corn dreams and it was just the fact that because we're all in these stressful situations and maybe repressing it a little bit just trying to get through everyday lives that when we go to bed and our subconscious is kind of unleashed woof, we go through it 
This is one of the things we do every single morning though, Scott. Like we literally wake up and This is how you know you love another human, by the way. We ask each other what what? Did you have any dreams last night? What did you you dream about? But not just that. That you are willing to listen with rapt attention to someone else's dream, which has no bearing on reality, (laughs) but you listen to their imagined story and you go, wow. But they can hardly remember. But they can barely remember that they change on the fly. Think you were in it. Uh, That's all. You only add, I think you were in it when someone else is in it. To try and loop them in. Yeah. To try and loop them into caring. But truly, that's a sign of you love, love someone is when you listen to their dream and give it full attention and try and decipher it for them. By the way, guys, I had a drastic dream about falling down the stairs the other day. It was all about stairs. I have an irrational fear of, of very high stairs. And you know what? And like, I dreamt about it. I, I think you're right. It's about the stress. I got up in the middle of the night after having a dream. I think it was like a spooky dream too. And I went to the washroom. And when I came back, I distinctly remember being like, remember this dream so you can tell Amanda. Because I've been having crazy <laughs> dreams. And when I woke up, whoosh, it was gone. Oh, I, I need that. I need a dream journal. I have a friend who writes down all his dreams. I need to be that guy. You need that. And I need to read it. Let's go to the next one, shall we? Hit it. Because, wow, that just went on a We're two on hours a fun in. road. We're two yeah. hours in. Keep going. <laughs> We're going to edit a lot of this out. Um, okay, so the next one, which is hilarious, is go with the flow and the flow of emotions. So this is where I actually wanted to say a no judgment zone. But we were talking a lot about emotions because one day during this, you'll wake up and you'll feel, oh, it's fine. We're going to make it through. The next day you're going to wake up and it's going to feel very different. And I wanted you to kind of talk about your side of things. And then I want to mention something that I've been doing to help myself get ahead of my emotions. Yeah. And we were going over this list a bit. I was recalling how last year I was out of work for over 365 days. And and applying to a ton of jobs too applying to no jobs that was just a lie i shared with you (laughs) oh great uh just trying to keep the facade going as long as i could and i ran out after a year now i applied for so many jobs had so many three round interviews you almost make it to the last and then it was a bummer and so there'd be days where i would just wake up and just feel pretty down pretty bitter and i would give myself permission to go with that flow to be like I'm not going to get mad at myself for feeling glum or gloomy. I'm just going to kind of give myself permission to wallow in it, but set a like timestamp it, set a time limit on it. So be like, you know what? I'm going to feel lousy for a good two hours here. I'm going to have a slow breakfast, stare out the window and then I'm picturing all of this. Yeah, stare out the window. There's rain against the window. It's yeah. just like Joey from Friends. It's just like a fountain. It's yeah. not even an actual window with rain. But then I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to be like, you know, what? I'm not going to let this ruin my day. And just try and go with the flow. But I, I think often we can try and go against our own nature sometimes. Again, we're, we're not talking about mental illness when this is something that you can't break just by getting some sunshine or getting some fresh air. Mm-hmm. Of course, that is a completely different circumstance. But for someone like what I was going through, it's just giving yourself permission to not feel guilty about feeling the way you do, but making sure that you don't wallow in it all the time. I think that that's such a good example because when it came to applying to all those jobs, there was so much uncertainty. And right now we're living in a time of so much uncertainty. And that's what's scary about it. That's why people don't like swimming deep in the ocean because it's scary. It's like, what's going to happen next? Um, So you're right, like going with those emotions and allowing them to happen is good. But one thing that I think you did so well in that year was even though you were going through those emotions, you never took it out on me. You just lived it within yourself and and, and we would talk about it and, and you were open about feeling that way. And even within this quarantine zone, there was a day where I was literally just laying on the couch and I had tears streaming down my face and you were just like, are you okay? And I just looked at you and said, I'm really sad and so then we tried to interrupt that emotion and and go for a walk and get some fresh air and that helped a ton and I found that day as well the next day I wasn't feeling great that one day the next day I got up I had a shower I did my hair I did my makeup and it was just for me and that's okay and it made me feel a lot better so there are things that of course we're going to have emotions that we have to feel out but then there are some things that we can do to help ourselves as well get out of that kind of 
down zone. Well, and that's the most important thing there is the easiest way to go with the flow. The easiest way to, to ride this out is to recognize you can only control the things that you can control. It's We were watching these pressers and we won't get into this too much because we don't want this to be a uh, COVID-19, COVID-19 apologies podcast but we watch these pressers and often the question is okay but when can we go back outside like every question's like great 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 when does the graph say life can go back to normal and what they were saying today is like listen we don't know but you gotta get comfortable with that uncertainty and control the things that you can control so for example they were stressing the thing that you can control is how you're reacting to this quite simply is by staying inside by adhering to physical distancing but for me with those jobs, I was going through a, I only say stressful because it was like a five round interview process for my new job. And the last call, I remember feeling such stress, like, oh my gosh, if I blew this on the fifth call, I'm going to be so bummed. But I had that talk with myself where I said, it is what it is. And it's going to be what it's going to be. And I can't control that. So me stressing about it, me worrying about it, it's not going to make it any better being in quarantine right now raging against the world that this is bullshit that this should be over that oh why didn't we sort this out faster listen that's not gonna get us through this any quicker it's honestly gonna make things worse go with the flow it's gonna make your time worse (laughs) go with the flow control what you can control help where you can but yeah the biggest thing is just recognizing don't try and move the immovable mountains you know walk over the mountain One thing I want to say with that, though, is there are uncertainties within this that you can turn around to be in control of. So that is to say one of the things we can't control on this planet is the weather. But I can control anticipating the forecast and knowing that personally, I don't know about you guys, I don't know about you, Scott, but personally, the weather affects my mood. Um. It doesn't affect it to be like, if it's raining, I'm bawling my eyes out. It affects it in that if it's sun shining outside and it's beautiful, I'm going to feel innately more happy, of course. And if it's a really dreary day, maybe that's going to make me feel a little more cozy. I'm going to want to stay inside, do some editing. So what I've been doing during this quarantine for any of you creatives out there, anyone thinking about productivity as one of the things they really want to focus on is look at the weather forecast and almost schedule your work or anticipated intentions around that. So if it's going to be a really dreary day tomorrow, then know that ahead of time. Don't wake up and say, I want to go for a run and do all these things. Wake up, open the window and it's raining and you say, oh, now I can't do any of those things I wanted to do. And then be disappointed. Anticipate it ahead of time and then say, this is going to be the perfect day for editing or writing or just taking some time for me and reading and have a self-care day. And of course, this is for someone who doesn't have the responsibility of kids on the, on the forefront, but this could also be for you. This could be like, okay, I got to think of all the things that we can do inside versus outside. And then we're going to harness that sunshine when we can go outside. So in a time of so much uncertainty, it's almost taking those little moments of uncertainty and taking back the power. And just to be the opposite side of the coin, because why I do adore you is I do feel like sometimes we have opposite tendencies as creatives because I need the push. Whereas I think you need the push sometimes to slow down and uh, go with the flow in that essence. I need to not give myself excuses. I need to keep myself intentional to what I want to be doing. So listen, it's very easy for me to be like, Oh, it's raining out. What a bummer. I was going to run today. Looks like I'll just put on Netflix and not <laughs> too worry bad about it's it. Hi- uh, too bad it's acid rain and will burn right through my skin. Yeah, especially in this nuclear holocaust <laughs> we're going through. Uh, but yeah, so I need to be the one to push myself. I need to be the one. There was a great quote about like, you don't wait for the lightning, you make the lightning. And that always stuck with me because that's something that I feel as a creative. Sometimes I need to be the smith with the hammer, just cranking it against the anvil, trying to get the lightning going. So yeah, so I don't know which side of the spectrum you fall on. If you're more Amanda, you're more Scott, but... Oh my gosh, should we make a quiz? 
We should make a poll and whoever <laughs> loses is no longer a host on this show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're so insightful and likable though. I feel like everyone will want to be a It Scott. will obviously be me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I need your brand passwords and we're going to do a lot of rebranding. Rebranding. Yeah. The I Did It podcast. <laughs> that was really, really good. I crushed that. Anyways, so, that's our okay, show, everyone. Are we still going? We're oh. literally only on number three. We need to speed it up. All right. Hour four. Let's go. Okay. Number three, which is funny based on the last one, is actually go where the creativity takes you. Perfect. So sometimes, especially when you have the opportunity like this, like so much leeway, um, sometimes you may wake up feeling like you want to write. You may wake up feeling like you want to film a video or you may wake up, wake up feeling like you don't want to do any of those things. Or whatever this might be in your own work zone. It is kind of cool to allow that creativity to speak a little louder than just your daily to-do list. So if you do have the space, if you do have the opportunity and creativity is pulling you into drawing, draw. Or if it's pulling you into reading or writing, do that. Because you may actually be able to focus a little bit deeper if it's already pulling you in that direction. And I really do think sometimes creative ideas need a break. You can't just like hammer them into existence. Existence. Wow, a lot of like smithing yeah. analogies tonight. <laughs> a lot of like tonight. lightning and like... Yeah, I was liking those nature ones. Maybe yeah. I'll try and get back to that. Now the idea is, I truly do feel like sometimes ideas need space to really gestate. So follow the muse, follow where it's taking you because while you're working on another thing, how many of us have been stuck on something, having a creative block, then you go do something else and then boom, while your mind is distracted doing that one task, you think of, oh, this is the way to solve that problem. So follow it, follow where the creative energy is taking you and just run with it as long as you can. This is funny because number four is doing nothing is not doing nothing. And that is basically if you're someone who is so high octane, maybe you're living downtown in a city and the city is usually alive and now it's gone to sleep for a little bit because the world has a cold, like our niece has been saying. It's okay to do nothing. And that doing nothing may actually be the recharge that is something to help you do other things in the future. This is something I struggle with. So if you're someone who struggles with this, know you're not alone and I'm working on it. So maybe you can too. Yeah. And we talked about the idea when I was out of it, when I was without a job for so long, it felt like I was doing nothing because you would send out these email blasts, follow up network, do all of these like classic job hunting tasks. But then it's a lot of waiting for the phone to ring and you feel like you're doing nothing. And you feel like, we've spoken about this before, your hustle does not determine your self-worth. Your value. Your productivity in this time yes. does not determine your self-worth. Or your value. It's important to recognize that. We were talking about how there's a lot of gig workers, photographers, videographers, a lot of creatives who are out of work right now because they were working freelance. They were working job to job. And so I just want you to know you're not worthless. You're not garbage. What you make matters. And it will, again, in the future, reignite and you'll be able to share that light that you have. But just know that how hard you're working right now, it's okay to just be still. It's okay to take a break right now. It's okay to not have work on the horizon. You will get through this and you are a value. Can you mention the other thing that you're relating with nothingness? Yes. So what's so funny is I equate... If I'm sitting on the couch reading a book, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not doing anything right now, which is so silly because if you were sitting on the couch reading a book and I said, oh, Scott, what are you up to? You'd say, I'm reading. Whereas I would say, oh, I'm doing nothing. What's up? And the other day you asked me, you were like, how can you, how do you read so much? Like, what do you do to read so much? And I said, I just start reading. <laughs> or you just basically said that you just set a time to read. Yeah you will literally schedule it into your day. And my question was, Scott, how do you find time to read so much? Yeah, I guess that was it. How do you find time to read? And it was like making it a part of It's like of the answers day. in the question. Yeah. And so I used to really be in a good habit of when I worked a job, when I was an evening show producer, knowing I would go into work at five, 
I would start uh, gearing down to decompress before work because work could often be stressful and high paced. So I would try and get some good decompression in there by around 3.30, crack and open a book. Actually being in this room, either lying on the floor or there used to be a bed here and I would sit on the bed or lie in the bed and read and read till I had to go to work, till I had to do my commute. And it was so great because I often found it's so easy to throw on a show or something, but it goes by so quickly. Whereas when you're reading, it's so delightful because it goes by at such a nice pace and you feel like you've accomplished so much by reading and discovering these worlds. I can't recommend it enough. You were saying the other day, you were, we were in bed and you were reading and you were like, I just get so tired when I'm reading. This was right before bed, by the way. And so I said to you, I was like, well, I think the thing is it's right before bed <laughs> and that, yeah, you need to schedule your reading time just a little earlier in the day if you want to add that to your arsenal. You don't need to be a big reader. I had a great talk with someone because I was struggling with uh, reading at breakfast. I really liked previously in my bachelor life. Oh. I would throw on a show and just power through a show or throw on a movie when I was having breakfast with coffee. Um, but I started to feel like, oh, maybe I should be reading. Maybe I should be, should be doing something more productive. And a friend just put it so beautifully and was like, you're still consuming stories. If this is important to you and it's the medium that you like to take in your stories with, that's fine. You don't have to crack open a newspaper, you know, like put on your glasses and read it front to back to feel like you've accomplished something. If this is what you enjoy and it helps you decompress, do it. Yeah. That being said, I do really enjoy a good book at breakfast. And if you can try it, just read a chapter or two. I think it's a great way to start the day. I think it's a good way to zone into your head as well and to practice. It's almost like a meditation, but you're practicing focus. 100%. Sometimes when you're watching a show, time goes by and you're thinking about this or thinking about that. Or you're on your phone, you're doing a bunch of things. how many times my mind just drifts when I'm doing those things. Yeah. I will be watching a show, mm-hmm. needing to be on my phone and eating breakfast at the same time. And I've caught myself in the moment of literally thinking to myself, Amanda, why do you need this much stimulation? I would do that when I was watching like a Leaf game, a hockey game. And I adore those games. And every time I watch one, I am so grateful because I know the season is so short. And when I would catch myself on my phone or distracted, I would get mad at myself and be like, take this in, watch the game there's only so many of them a year and you miss them every time they're gone. So don't be distracted. Just watch it. Take it all in. That's funny. I bet you'd feel so bad too if you heard like a cheer in the background and you're like, oh, oh what happened? Or if they cancel a season for oh. quarantine. Oh my goodness. Get off your phone, Pascot. <laughs> they're Pat- not even going to finish the season. Pascot, this one's for you. What a fool. Future Scott as well. Okay, this is the the next question, and it's a tip within itself because the question is for you, and Scott, the question's for you, and the question's for me. Oh my gosh. What will you regret not doing during this time? Quite simply, I will, whenever someone asks me a question about what I could possibly regret, it will be not telling the stories or living up to the potential of sharing the creative things that I am capable of before I can't, for whatever reason. Before then you are no longer on this physical plane. Before I shed my mortal coil or before something happens to me where I am unable to share these things in the way that I want to. So that's my like fear. So we talked about how this could be an opportunity. Again, this takes into account you have some space in your own life to be using a quarantine like this to create or to make something or to, to accomplish something. I recognize that that's a privilege for anyone who has that ability. And for, and fortunately, we're very grateful that that is an option for us right now. So we looked at each other the other day and said, we can use this. We can take this as an opportunity instead of a dreadful moment and we could accomplish something here. So for me, it is simply like I need to start hammering out my book more. I really want to make headway with that because in my head, I know exactly where I want it to go, but I need to put those words down. I need to type it all out. So for me, this opportunity and the thing that I would be remiss to not accomplish is to write more. 
I've seen even on platforms like TikTok and things like that, people being bored in quarantine and they have just been, everyone's heard that song, right? Bored in the house and when the house, house bored. bored. Bored in the house and when the house bored. We were singing it the other day to oh each other God. in separate rooms. What a tune. That man deserves a Grammy. <laughs> TikTok Grammy. Or Juno. Pitch it. Oh, true. Well, I feel like he was from the States. Anyways, I digress. Bored in the house, but in the house, bored. <laughs> what I've been seeing is people on that platform, for example, doing like amazing painting at home, even just painting a wall really cool in the house, moving stuff around in your house, starting something new. And I, I think this has just been such an interesting time, a horrible time, of course, because of what's going on around the world. But it's given people space to start the project that they've said, oh, I can't start that project. I just don't have enough time, which has been really cool. The thing I would regret the most, though, has nothing to do with productivity because my goal this year was always to start this podcast. And here it is. And this has almost given me the space to now put out two episodes a week versus just one. But the thing that I would regret the most is not learning how to be in those present moments again not learning how to not have to watch a show and be on my phone and eating breakfast all at the same time to feel stimulated and whole and valued and I don't know making my time worth it like literally waking up and the first thing I'm thinking is kiss God on the forehead how am I going to move my body today let's make a great breakfast versus waking up and just thinking of all of the things that I have to do that day because that's where I was pre-quarantine was just waking up with the immediate burden of all the stress of all the things I had to do that day Mm -hmm. and the first thing I would do was look at my phone look at my emails and look at all notifications on my phone and it was just so detrimental to my mental health and you would start the cycle like all right time to start posting here we go yeah and it was like feeding the machine but it was like I wasn't feeding it anything well I mean, this is just more my soul versus what I was creating and putting out there because I was still very proud of what I was putting out there. But it was more just like, what is the purpose? Mm -hmm. So the next one, number six, is actually practice gratitude. And practicing gratitude every single day is not only a daily intention that I am now putting out there, but it's something that we have definitely dabbled in and something that we really respect as a positive light in your life that could really bring some good changes to the way your neural pathways work neurons that fire together wire together and if you practice gratitude every day it's just going to become part of your daily routine and what we love to do sometimes at night is either say our rose or our thorn or both from the day and it lets you think back to the small moments during the day and another thing is with this quarantine Every day could be Monday. Every day could be Friday. Every day could be Wednesday. You honestly have no idea. So if you can just take a small moment at the end of the day to practice gratitude about what happened that day or think about a rose, something good that happened, or even a thorn, something annoying that happened, it almost slows down that 24 hours. And we got that from my brother-in-law's sister who shares that with her kids every night. And it's so delightful. I love that. Seven, Scott, is try something new or do an online class. Can you speak to us about that? Yeah. um, The thing that I'm trying that's new is old to me, which is running. I found that again, and it's been so great. It's been such a good way. I just feel sharper. I We set, this is a great thing. So we set a goal. We wanted to run 50K in April. Not one run, as when you shared that the other, actually you shared that today, and I think someone thought it was like a really ambitious run. Yeah, my friend with niece today was like, oh my gosh, she's like, where are you running to? Cumulative 50K. (laughs) So we've just been writing them down. We have a really fun wall in our house, in our home, that is uh, used blackboard paint on so we can write on it with chalk. So we've just been tallying them there and going back and forth. And Amanda, it's not a competition. But I am... So rattled that you have ran more kilometers than me. It's not a competition, but I am winning. <laughs> One thing about Scott that you will find out is in our next podcast is he doesn't mind. He doesn't have to be the winner, but he hates losing. Mm-hmm. And this is not a competition, Scott. Yeah, I hate losing. Anyways. uh <laughs> So, yeah, running has been so great. And, I, and listen, we're not crushing 
10K, 20K. Sometimes we'll do just 3K. We'll just get out there and we'll hit the pavement, but we always come back and we feel better. We feel more focused. We feel sharper. <laughs> you can, we walked. It is we, like palatable. Like it is insane. We both went for runs and then I think we went to do our grocery run. And as we were walking out the door, we both were like, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel energized. I feel clear. So can't recommend enough by still respecting physical distancing and all good aspects of social quarantine if you can get outside or you can just find yourself a way to get moving and exercise do it yeah if you're limited on space something else i was thinking of trying to get back into was jumping rope i think this could be a great thing if you only have a balcony or if you can only find a little bit of blacktop to post up on jumping rope is god that's such a good idea oh it is such a workout you crush jumping rope for a minute, two minutes. You are an Adonis. You are a athlete. It is so hard. <laughs> Your heart rate has gone up. Honestly, it is such a good workout for the heart. So yeah. It is can... such a good tip. Yeah. Because you're right. Some people, like we are so lucky that we're in Canada. So we're allowed to go outside right now the way that things are. And even by the time this is posted, I mean, this is going to be posted in a day. So I think it'll be okay. But I mean, things are changing so quickly. But there are countries where you can't even go outside or you're going to get a huge fine for going in some areas so yeah definitely listen to your government and just try to figure out how you can get moving wherever you are yeah mm -hmm. good one scott does he do you have anything about that oh, what's oh do something you know what? new you're trying Are yeah you, something did you new. so something new that i'm trying is i'm trying to be a bit more intentional in the kitchen every single day it's been so fun actually you and i have looked at each other in the morning and you said what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And it's just kind of nice to dream up some things. I've been trying some new recipes, but my main focus has been breakfast. So trying something new. I heard a really good quote the other day and I forgot to tell you. So I'm glad that I'm telling it to you now is because I know you'll like it. And it's basically you don't have to be good at something to do it. And I think sometimes we think, oh, we just started running. We aren't you you have been in the past a great runner but you would probably say you're not at the level that you were then right now but it doesn't mean you can't do it promo for next week's episode where my best friend tyler cowan who's a i'm not your best friend oh god <laughs> i'm just kidding go on it's gonna be so awkward all night. <laughs> you guys don't know what i'm in for uh <laughs> Tyler just recently joined a gym, like one of these CrossFit gyms. And a quote you will hear is, what gym do I have to go to to get good enough to go to this CrossFit oh gym? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, which was such a funny statement. But I'm sure we've all felt that way. When I first got into yoga, I remember being terrified that, how can I go to a yoga class when I can't do yoga? This is going to be so embarrassing for me. You feel like you need to be You're good like, at it. Should I do some YouTube yogas before I go I to this did. yoga class? You did. did. Oh yeah. Probably when you went, you found out you didn't need to do that. 100%. It was such a non-judgmental place. Everyone was so focused on themselves in a beautiful way. That's what yoga is all about, just taking care of your own practice and not being judgmental of anyone else. But yeah, like you don't have to be good at these things before you try them. Yeah. So if you just start picking up a pencil one day and start drawing and you're like, oh, wow, this is not good. It's fine because if you just keep practicing at it, you're going to get good. Or you start strumming that guitar, you learn a couple chords, you're going to be great by the hundredth time you pick up the guitar. I want you to learn a song and make a video of it in quarantine. Both Scott and I have a guitar. We are like, I was thinking about is that Is that too. what that is? I literally have an instrument. How not many people have instruments. I wondered what that lump in my closet was that's been there for so long. Oh, my lanta. It's my guitar. And I don't even strum it. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. you have one and I have one. I know. Oh, gosh, we're awful. There so are people anyways, who can't afford a guitar. Our record is dropping play. as soon as quarantine is over. Wow, we, we freaked out there just for a second. Scott, number eight for productivity and getting creative and sparking that inner joy is how can you help someone? Purposeful actions fuel creativity. Yeah, and we talked about, we were listening to a podcast with Adam Grant. I think he was on Armchair Expert. And he was saying this is what he and his partner asked their children at dinner. That's a great podcast episode, you guys. It's so good. And so he will say how did you help someone today or how did you help today instead of like what did you do today what did you accomplish today? nothing and i just love that so much i think it's such a wonderful thing to focus on so let's give some examples of how creatively right now you could be doing something to help someone the other day i called my friend 
and we just talked about the situation we're in now and what creative ideas it was inspiring in us. And then we just riffed back and forth on creative ideas we had. And it was really fun and really invigorating. Some basic things that you don't even need to do to be creative, but to help could be setting up these calls. Yeah. Be the person, be the matriarch to say, let's have a Zoom call. And let's do something. Or Skype or whatever. Like I talked about the other day with someone, let's set up a Harry Potter marathon. Let's get as many people who want to. We'll put a Zoom room together. We'll start this off. Philosopher's Stone. I don't care that you Americans call it Sorcerer's Stone. We all know what it was really called. And let's do this. Let's go all the way. We do have a strong listening in Georgia and Virginia. Shout out if you're listening from there. We love you so much. Hey, we love you so much. I'm not big on the nomage term for you Americans. Babe, that's a that's a term they have for muggles. We'll get into it later. Okay, we need to, especially if we're having we're hosting this Harry Potter marathon. Yeah. By the way, I'm reading Harry Potter right now. Which one? Prisoner of Azkaban. Why did you start with that one? Because you told me to. Because <laughs> it's the best one. Yeah, literally. Don't at me. So actually, you... I welcome you to at me if you think there's a better one. Oh yeah, I know you're very passionate about this, but Thanks. right now we're talking about the passion of getting creative in quarantine, Scott, and how you can help someone. Great, great, great. A way that people have been helping, and by people, I mean the mini people, the children, drawing chalk on the sidewalk, messages of hope, messages of love, messages to their friends, wishing them happy birthday, sending photos that are positive, and simply just reaching out to someone to have a conversation. That has all been things that have helped me and things that I've seen others been doing. I love people who are sharing their stories right now, whether it's their struggles or their triumphs or the things they're seeing. I find that very helpful and Mm -hmm. connecting and engaging. I love that. People have... And the silly moments too. Oh, yeah. And people have liked some of my stuff or commented, wrote comments that um, have previously kind of just been like, you know, like, I don't want to say lurk in like a negative way, but just people who don't really respond to you. in the background. Yeah, who maybe you drifted away from. But just connecting with those people now, uh, it's been so great as just a way to be like, look, we're all in this together. So let's share our experience and talk about it. And I will say, when we've gone on our runs or walks in the neighborhood, you were just talking about it there. The kids in our neighborhood are writing messages of hope on the sidewalk. They're writing things like, we're all in this together. Stay healthy. They're writing messages to their friends to be like, uh, Jessica, I miss you. Happy birthday, Alexander. It is so precious. There's rainbows in the in the windows as signs of support. You want to say in the mirrors there again. (laughs) I don't know why I have trouble with that. Uh, there's little rocks in our neighborhood that are monsters. They're drawn on as monsters so that when parents go on walks with their children, they can try and find as many monsters as they can and tally them up. If you are a, a parent... We've actually taken them all because they're so cute. Yeah, they're man. like in the living room. We have it's, too many now. Yeah, we have so many monster rocks. We should throw them at kids when they're walking yeah. by. <laughs> if you are a parent, there are a lot of Facebook groups, support groups that you could join for these. Uh, just look for them in your own neighborhood. That's how my sister who walks with her two daughters found out about them that like every week something changes. You guys try something new. Parents are sharing different craft ideas, different ways to not go insane with their kids at home all the time. So I would encourage you to look online for ways to to get through that. Loving that. Ways to turn that in the inside, I guess, inside your home where um, we're able to go outside now, but there may come a time where we truly just have to be at home and stay at home as much as you can and all the time so okay that quick ramble was basically to say tip number nine is to clean your space organize your space and organize your life that started off with making a list but now it's all about feeding what's going on around you scott i'm someone who loves to have an organized space and i really 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 feel when i'm in an environment that is clean that is organized and when it's chaotic I personally in my mind is chaotic which is often I remember I filmed a YouTube video way back and I basically said you can tell the state of my personal life and my life by my sock drawer if my socks are all paired together and they're all kind of matched we're good but if they're just kind of thrown in there from the laundry not matched at all there's something a little deeper going on how do you feel about your environment in your space oh I can't be creative at all if my space is out of whack uh, like I will always have to organize the desk I'm working on, whatever surface I'm working on. And I'm make so sure thankful we're both like this. Yeah, that'd be tough. Um, 
Anna, I truly feel I saw something on the news the other day talking about how donation bins, stuff is piling up at donation bins right now, which is great in terms of people feeling the need to, to give, but also maybe just hold on to that for now. Like you and I, we put that in the trunks of our car. We've got some clothes we'd like to donate, so we put it in our trunk just because we don't want it to be, you know, like a, a dumping ground for stuff that you don't want anymore. But what a great opportunity to look at some of the stuff that maybe you don't need and maybe could go to someone else. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk about how we best organize in another podcast. So we'll kind of leave it at that. Organization can come in clutch in many different areas of from organizing your day to organizing your space. The last one for creatives in quarantine to spark creativity and as well productivity is connect with others. Just because you're in quarantine does not mean you're alone. We live in this incredible time with incredible technology. And that's why we get to talk to you right here on We Did a Podcast. But reaching out to others can totally spark that soul fire. And I noticed the other day, I've been having way more FaceTimes. I've been having way more Zoom chats. And I've even joined Zoom chats that friends of mine have asked me to join where I don't know everyone in it, which is so interesting because I'm literally meeting new people through Zoom chats while in quarantine. And the things that people are saying are A, so relatable. B, they make you feel not alone. And then C, you just get to have deep conversations and conversations where you're still getting that face-to-face interaction. You're still getting a little bit of body language, which helps with communication. And you're able to share ideas. And that just helps so much. Or even just like, I don't know, kind of shoot the shit about stuff. Yeah, I was mentioning to you earlier, this is coming out just before Easter. We're going to release it on Friday, but it's going to be the Easter weekend. And anytime there was a holiday, my friends and I, because people would be back in town, we would get together on one of these nights and we would go to Tim Hortons and just hang out. Tim Hortons is a local coffee shop in Canada. So I wrote a couple of my friends today and said, listen, we're doing like a Tim Hortons Easter thing on Zoom, right? Like we're all going to have coffee and hang out. And she wrote back um, emphatically like, yes, 100% we're going to do that. So start those conversations, whether it's a Harry Potter marathon, whether it's just getting together with some friends for Zoom. The other night, my friend and I just put each other on FaceTime, put our phones angled up at each other's faces and watched a show together. And so we could just occasionally glance at each other and make faces or reactions. There's a great chrome extension called netflix party where you can log in someone can log in as like the party host to their netflix account throw on a show and everyone can watch that show i believe you all have to have a netflix account but let's be real i think everyone does or their parents uh and then you have a chat room that you can watch a show completely synced up all at the same time and just enjoy the experience though we are apart we can still be connected I even had um, someone reach out to me to say, I'd really love to learn about this, like what you're doing and things like that. And now's a great time to reach out to people if you want advice about things. One thing that I do want to mention that I was just kind of thinking about when we were talking about the group and Zoom chats and all these things is I know a lot on Instagram stories and things like that. We've been seeing pictures of people's Zoom chats, right? With a ton of people in, in basically the chat on their computer screen. I want you to know that if you only have one person to be in that chat with or two friends to FaceTime during a week, that's amazing and that's okay. And you don't have to have 12 people on your screen to feel like you have the perfect group to reach out to during this time. Like it's the same on the school ground. If you have two friends or one friend that is so close to you and you trust them and and you know they love you and respect you, that is just as valuable as having a full screen of 10 people on there as well. So know that, I guess, connect with whoever you can and have those conversations and even set a time limit. I find that that really helps because if you don't set a time limit and say, okay, I would love to have a chat with or hang out with you from 5 to 5.30 and then I've got to go and do this thing, that can also really help maybe promoting having those chats again later versus someone thinking, oh shoot, like I'm going to be on this for three hours. That can get really daunting, I guess. But the whole reason why I kind of wanted to just add that little filter is the number of people that you're chatting with doesn't matter, but the fact that you are chatting does. Completely, 100% agree. 
reach out to your family, connect with people you haven't talked to in a while. This is such a great time to reach out to those people that maybe for whatever reason at all you lost touch with. And if maybe you're sitting there thinking, you know, I don't know if I have that many people to reach out to, consider this your reach out and us hanging out with you right now. And we're so thankful to have you here at We Did It Podcast. Scott. What? I love you. Hey, I love you too. Guess what? What? We did it. (laughs) It sounded weird that way. We did it. It'll sound better when it's, I did it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's bonus episode of We Did It Podcast. Scott, you can catch us at We Did It Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. When's the next episode dropping? The next episode is with Tyler Cowan. You're going to love it. He has done international filmmaking. He has recently as well, spilling the tea right now, been through a breakup, and he talks about that and the way that it has affected his creativity. And apparently, he's your best friend. Did you know he sailed like the East Coast down like the Atlantic? He's like gone to a championship like dagger fighting martial arts thing in the Philippines. And did you know he's single, ladies? Meow. You're going to want to love this episode. We cover none of that stuff because there is so much to talk about with this incredible creative. Truly one of my best friends and... The stuff this guy creates is just incredible. So I would really encourage you. And what a vulnerable guy. I was so happy during that podcast that he was so open talking about his own personal challenges. I think there's a lot in there for anyone to listen to. There is so much. And now that you say all of these things, all I'm thinking is, Tyler, we got to have you back on. And yet your episode hasn't even been released yet. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have him back. Well, we love... I'll have him back. Oh, okay. Well... I'll, I'll have him back on <laughs> Oh, yeah, just for your podcast. Just for my podcast. <laughs> right, true. Okay, well, um, we also love you all, and we hope that you're doing well in this wild time, and uh, we're with you inside, staying home. We will catch you in our next episode of We Did It podcast on We Did It Wednesday. Thank you all so much for being here, because without you, there is no we. Without you, there is no I... I... <laughs> <laughs>